In the spirit of reconciliation, Grab the Trace acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. another episode of Grab the Trace, a home design podcast to help you deliver your next project to its full potential. We're your hosts, Michaela and Lachlan, and if you're looking for some tips and secrets for your next project, be it building a new home, renovating, or even just picking what window furnishings would best suit your space, we've got you covered. Whilst we'll try to help as much as possible, this podcast is of a general nature and won't be able to take into account your individual circumstance. If you need personalised advice, you should engage a relevant professional consultant to help make the best decisions for your situation. This episode, we begin to unpack one of the most critical areas in a home, the kitchen. So stick around, pull up your plans, and let's grab the trace. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Grab the Trace. It's time. Everybody, welcome to our first foray into kitchens, one of the biggest spaces that we're going to cover on this show. This is going to be- Large. It's going to be large, large margin (laughs) charge. This is going to be huge, this one. We're going to take you through what they should look like, what decisions need to be made, and as always, what you can do to maximise your space. Michaela, how are you going this week? Yeah, I'm going really well. I've been so excited for Kitchen Week, so here we go. Off the top of your head, and we won't cut this out, we'll we'll keep this in until we, we know the answer, but how many episodes do you think this is actually going to be? I think we've got it planned for three. Conservatively, I think we're going to go to four. I think there's going to be- It's going to be get an about, overflow, yeah. 100%. I think we're going to get to the end of the second one and realise that we- We chewed off way We need one off. more. Agreed. Yeah. I was having a look in the analytics the other day in terms of where the podcast is being listened to. So, just another reminder, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you can go down to the bottom of the show page and just leave a review or a rating, that would be an enormous help to us. If you're listening on other platforms, just make sure you're subscribed or followed to the page so that you're up to date when we post our new episodes every Sunday. And as always, please keep following us on Instagram. 100%. Giving us the loves, giving us comments. We've had a a big week. We've now also got a Facebook, oh, a TikTok, we do. a YouTube. Oh my gosh. And the faithful old Gmail as well. So follow us on Instagram, follow us on all of those platforms. It's just the easiest way to stay in the know with what we're doing. And then if you've got any questions, reach out on any. We'll, uh, we'll see it when they come through. Let us begin. Inspiration Graham time. Would you like to go first this week? Oh, me first? Okay, here we go. All right. So my Inspiration Graham this week is of a Turak residence by Workroom. So this is an incredible architecture practice. Turak, obviously, so down in Melbourne. And wow, wowie it is. It's a little bit different. I I would say, personally, it's probably not my personal taste, but wow, can I appreciate these details. Oh, I've seen this online. I've seen this before. Now, I specifically chose this for the kitchen. So, in so I've just got up some kitchen images of this project in particular, and I specifically obviously chose this project to highlight a lot of the key features that I personally love to integrate 
into kitchen designs. When you are looking through these photos on Instagram in a week or so and having a look at the design elements, the materials chosen, it's actually quite simple. It's a very simplistic paired back kitchen. However, some key features. One, consistency in material. So they've used this same timber cabinetry or timber veneer throughout the house and specifically in this kitchen. So they have full height cabinetry, floor to ceiling, using one cabinetry material. Then they've used one stone finish on the island, splashback, the kitchen surround where the cooktop is, in this like appliance cupboard. It's just beautiful. It's very, very- She's a looker. This is beautiful. Yeah, it's very simple, but simple's hard to do. Minimalist style spaces is actually, in my opinion- the most difficult to get right. Again, because it's so simplified, you don't have a lot of wriggle room for mistakes and it comes down to craftsmanship and the trades that you've specifically chosen and the materials that you've picked because they're kind of highlighted. There's nothing else to kind of distract you from these details. So again, materials. Number two was layout. I love, love, love an island a rear bench space, and then talls off to the side. That is my dream, well, one of my dream layouts. I just think it's really, really functional. You get this big entertainment island. You've still got a sink on there. I love a cooktop on a rear bench top. I know controversial everyone is kind of getting around the cooktops on the islands. I'm Are you talking about sink? No, no, no. Cooktops on the islands. Are people doing cooktops on islands? People do it like huge, huge, massive. They do the downdraft range hoods. Everybody, I've fallen behind the times again. I'm sorry to out myself like this. We'll get to it, obviously, in the kitchen episode. But in terms of this inspiration, Graham, they've got, I feel, the perfect location and layout of their main appliances. So it's called like the golden triangle. Yeah. So the sink the cooktop and the fridge all need to be within this golden triangle area location. So you can always go from your sink to your cooktop to your fridge and vice versa all around in a nice triangle format, (laughs) which they have. So they've got the fridge next to the cooktop. They've got the cooktop on the rear bench and then they've got the sink on the island. So you have that really nice workflow. They've got a really wide space between their rear bench space and their island, but then their kicker, Off to the side, they've actually got this concealed pivot door to a butler's pantry. Shivers. And then they have this incredible, and I will talk about it in my house hack and into the kitchens, but they've got this incredible appliance nook cupboard slash bar with pushback doors. So when it's all closed, I'm I'm a girl who loves, (laughs) loves, loves concealed storage. So I'm I'm not one of those designers or ladies who like this big open style kitchen with pots and pans everywhere and everything's out on show and open shelves for styling. I love cupboards for days. Tuck it all away, conceal it, hide it. Don't get me wrong, when you open the doors, everything needs to be perfectly organized with labels. But I still like a really clean feeling kitchen where everyone or everything has its place and you can pop everything away at the end of the night. Kitchen's clean, can't go to sleep until the kitchen's clean that type of rule or layout stands in my house. So this kind of kitchen, perfect, perfect in my eyes. I am going to touch on obviously the other spaces, but (laughs) 
The kitchen is incredible in this. I highly recommend. Please have a look through the images, drool over these images like I have well and truly. The materials, the overall style and palette is very selective, but gosh, they've done a very, very good job. Another key area that I do want to kind of highlight in this space is the master ensuite. It is huge. It is massive. It is one of the largest master ensuites I've ever seen. But they've got this incredible shower enclosure. So I kept going on and on about in our bathroom week, you're either kind of like a bath person or you're a shower person. This has both, so you don't even have to compromise. However, their shower is definitely kind of the hero of the space. They've got this, again, nib wall, which everyone knows I love a nib wall everywhere, but they've done it under the whole length of the shower. They've got this nib wall with a skylight above. Again, love a skylight in a shower. They've got twin rails on either side, so a big his and hers kind of dual shower, the skylight, full glazing enclosure, so no issues with like water runoff. You can have a full steam shower by the look of it because the glazing goes all the way to the underside of the ceiling. So I love the handle on the door as well for the shower. Instead of just, you know, the little like little deep pool handle. Yeah, Yeah, like this is Yeah, I premium. I know it's not like in terms of style, tile choice, pendant light over the bath, like it's not, it's not my cup of tea, but wow, it's, it's done well. Like it is beautiful. The execution, the attention to detail. Again, the layout is killer. The use of materials in the sense that like it might not be my cup of tea, but consistency. The same timber cabinetry used throughout the house is the vanity. The same tapware colour is seen throughout the entire home. They've used this one stone as the bench top, as the feature wall slab, as the floor tile, as the feature mosaic wall tile. They've done my favourite little detail. Let me find this photo of like the shower enclosure. They've just, honestly, they've kind of thought of everything and it's just executed so beautifully. There is this one image that I'll make sure that I um, get on the gram, but they don't have a door from the walk-in robe into the master ensuite. It's open plan, which again was in my cardinal sins. However, in the master walk-in robe, it's all behind closed doors. Yep, yep. So they've, they've got the principles there. They've thought about functionality. They've thought about layout and they've just executed it so nicely. Another um, big key feature of this home is this ginormous feature pivot entry door, except they've done it in the same cabinetry as the rest of the house. So again, consistency. They've done this custom pivot door with this beautiful custom handle. It's just... It's, it's just stunning. And typically I'm one for like timber floors. They've done like travertine tiles. Yeah. And like exposed concrete. Like again, it is kind of a bit industrial, but it's it's very unique. It's very workroom. Like if you look at the rest of their stuff and the rest of their projects, very, very similar designs and palettes and use of material. So you can kind of look at these projects and be like, 100%, that's a workroom design to, project, um, which is nice. To slightly... Once again, out myself, I accidentally clicked on there. So this this project you're talking about is Turak 2. I accidentally clicked on, on the Turak, Turak 1, 1 and everything in that house has been resolved in this or like it's that next level, level of, of detail. detail that's been 
put into it. I don't know if it's either through client selections in terms of materials or just how they've they've progressed. The one question I've got for you is over that kitchen island bench, they've got the the kind of like gimbal surface mount lights. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Good super functional. Work what what do you call that? Work task, task lighting, lighting far out. Ergonomic task lighting. Because I was looking even in the the other Turak house, it's mm-hmm. the same kind of setup. They've even done the same like front pivot door, same design, same detail. I They've think this is almost a bit concrete. of a um their signature, which yeah. I, I quite rate. This is why people come to them. They do a lot of exposed concrete yeah. ceilings. They do a lot of like the surface mount gimbal lights. They do a lot of like material blocking or like color blocking material blocking Mm. i guess in the kitchen so it's very very sleek designs very simplistic they're actually this house that i or this turak 2 project that i've highlighted this isn't actually my favorite workroom house so like so really so yeah so it's coming my favorite one is coming but the one that i've spoken about today was more about the kitchen design and what they've included and the layout it just ticked all the boxes yep yep Oh, very good. Yeah, stay tuned for my favourite project. One one little thing I'll say about this is when you're looking at projects that do have all the, the exposed concrete ceilings, probably one of the, the more underappreciated things about it, and you have to really look hard for it, is where the air conditioning or the mechanical ventilation yes. is actually going. I was looking in the previous one, the, the first version of their Turek house, and above that rear bench, where they've got their splash and their cooktop and their range hood, there's a really thin grill that because the material palette is so dark, it just fades away and you don't even notice, notice it. it. Nice. And that's where it's all coming through. It's yeah. it's one of my favorite games to play. Ha- in- treat yourself. Play mm. that game as well. So that is, sorry to wrap it up, but that is the Turak 2 house from Workroom. So I'm now intrigued. What have you got for us this week, Lachlan? Okay. Michaela, would you like to pull this one up on Instagram as well so that you can play along? With okay. me. So it'll be two weeks ago since I, I mentioned this was when I did my previous or one of my previous picks was the Harcourt House by Mad Developments. And in that, I mentioned that that was a, what's the word? That's, that's a project I would like to work towards eventually designing one for myself and living in. Aspiring. In that same vein, I also then briefly touched on a project uh, that Myers Elliott, Brisbane-based architecture firm, had completed. So, Mikhail, I'm going to get you to look up Myers Elliott Scotia, built by, I'll, I'll give the little credits out because they've, they've got them presented quite well on their website underneath the photos. So, built by Robson Construction. The landscaping is done by a guy called Dan Young, landscape architect. I'll be featuring him quite a lot in the future. He Pivotal. He's very, very good at what he does and you'll see it. And then the, the photography for what we'll put up is done by Toby Scott. So, the image I've got Michaela to flick to is, I guess, a general image of their kitchen and their kind of little internal courtyard area. I am so obsessed with this because similar to Michaela's project, it's a lot of exposed concrete, both on the floor as the floor finish and then the the ceilings from the levels above. But what I'm really, really enjoying about this is all the joinery, it's not defined by the room. It almost feels like an installation within it that it floats within the room and far out, just everything about this sings to me. The circular columns, big vibe for me. Even in the same image, you'll see towards the back and in some of the other ones I'll put up, there's like 
a room that doesn't have doors on it and it's like an outdoor dining table. That is their outdoor like alfresco area. It's I knew this was going to happen because I mentioned it when I did the previous project. I'm lost for words again, but a couple of key things. I'll talk about the, the kitchen. So similar to Michaela's pick, there's very good task lighting on offer here with the track lighting. There's some recessed down lights above the kitchen island. Uh, as I was mentioning with the concrete uh, construction, you have to be clever about how you're doing the air conditioning and you'll be able to see in the main kind of cabinetry installation with the oven and uh, it looks to be probably a microwave or something in it as well. There's a, a big kind of black grill at the top. So that's where the air conditioning is happening. It's a really, really pleasing kind of timber tone to me, The what they've selected. On the kitchen island, you've got a really, really healthy kind of, would you call that an apron front? That's an apron front, isn't it? Um, or would you just say that's like a, a fold? A fold, yeah. A really, really healthy fold in the, the stone that they've chosen for that kitchen island and then that kind of waterfalls down to the same timber cabinetry used elsewhere and then what you would refer to as your rear bench is just completely paired back it just fades into the back it's a background actor the feature is your kitchen island bench and then this freestanding kind of cabinetry unit what i love is the integration of the timber framed window on the rear yep and then that just ties in the island cabinetry the full height cabinetry to the right again I don't know if this was on purpose, but the the same layout from workroom that I love is reflected here in the Myers Elliott kitchen. So it's beautiful. We have the island, our tools to our right, and then we have our beautiful expansive bench top at the at the rear. Something I'm I'm noticing about those windows as well in that kitchen is they're not actually glass windows. Those are shutters. They're casement shutters. So you can shut that off and have hundred percent privacy. And then when you're cooking, if you want to open up and kind of create that activation to the outside area. That's a really, really nice way to do it. Michaela and I have had a few discussions about these in the past and there's some applications where I think they work that uh, we disagree on. <laughs> I think. I think this is, this is one of the ones where it works. Yeah, or this, this is, is this is an opportunity successful. for it to work. Yeah, far out. I can't even talk about it. Like there's just so that same color timber cabinetry is continued the whole way through, complements the floor in the timber as well, both in the new portions of the house as well as the existing uh, because this is an existing Queenslander that's kind of been given a, a second lease on life. The only other thing I want to touch on before I let this go because the photos will do it justice is I want to touch back on that outdoor area and there's just one image in particular that I want to highlight is there's an external kind of fireplace with some built-in seating around it. This is stunning. This is honestly there's a pool, there's grassed areas, as you make your way up to the upstairs area, you, there's so many hints of like that real Queenslander style. There's the bubble glass, the, oh my goodness, I love this so much. But then from the street, it's your own private kind of little, how would you describe it? It's like a, a little private sanctuary, which is- Oasis. There's an internal atrium as well. I just, far oh, out. That son. for me, that was that was my wow This is beautiful. when I flicked to that image. Really beautiful. Once again, this will go up on the gram- uh, by the time this comes out, the it'll be out either tomorrow or the day after that. But is this is this too brazen to kind of give them a label? But Myers Elliott, I think, excel at Queen or specific Queensland architecture. I think they do. They've got a very good understanding, not just of replicating. Uh, in terms of say you go to them with an existing Queenslander and you're like, I want this refreshed, but they've got a very modern 
way of dealing with Queenslanders as well. Not just because you can go to them, you say, I want this to remain exactly as it is. Mm. And I want a new extension designed that matches that. That's fine. But what I think they excel at is actually taking the elements that work from that Queenslander style and then refreshing them for today's kind of living. Even- even looking at their excluding the Queenslander or the traditional element of the existing house, I'm even talking about the new sections or the new extensions or even just the new builds that they do. It's just like a modern contemporary take on what a Queenslander should be. I just think they've they've nailed the Queenslander lifestyle. Yes, very much so. In, like, and I know we hear it. It's that indoor outdoor connection, open plan, like a lot of buzzwords, but but it it comes into something. Yeah. And I always find, again, I'm not bashing project homes by any means, but you know, looking at this house, that this is designed by an architect specifically for this environment, this location, this demographic. It feels like every square inch of these blocks is getting used by indoor-outdoor corridors, indoor-outdoor entertainment spaces. It flows on from master suites, how you look out from your shower, like everything is used for or designed around ventilation and natural light and indoor-outdoor courtyards and greenery and how they encompass seating, be that indoor-outdoor entertainment. Like it's just- I I think the main- the main takeaway is because block size is getting smaller and smaller. Here's something else I'll put out there is I know in a previous episode we've mentioned that voids are very much a way of kind of if you've got too much space or if you've got a floor plan that's just too large, voids are sometimes used to just give that sense of grandeur, I guess. I think there is nothing nicer than an internal atrium as long as it gets enough light and you can get some proper planting going on in there. We don't want a four-story oh, void my goodness. to like a tiny little atrium. Just picture this. Everyone close your eyes for me for a moment and imagine you're sitting at your kitchen bench and you turn around. All you can see is just this lovely light well behind you with plants growing in it and you can just go and hang out there. It's completely separate to your backyard. The kids can still have their space to go and play. There's a pool added on so that it's a full entertainment complex, but then there's just this little moment in the center of this home that I cannot. That, that's oh. why I think they excel. That's what I was trying to yeah. get at with. They, they're taking away that standard, I guess, what everyone fixes in their minds. It's like that we have a front yard and we have a backyard. Front yeah. yard is for receiving guests and our backyard is for entertainment purposes or spending time out in the backyard. We're bringing those little pockets and insets and instead of just a rectangle box and a rectangle plot of land, They've just reformed that idea of use of greenery and use of indoor-outdoor space. Agreed. 100%. I think we'll have to leave it there because much like I was was worried about like a couple of weeks ago, (laughs) this is just going to turn into me just kind of like turning into a caveman and grunting. But (laughs) I just, I I cannot recommend this highly enough. And I'm going to set myself a challenge. I'm going to hold myself accountable. I will try and, I will try and get one of these guys on the podcast oh even if it's just a, a phone interview or just them a text message a I'm, I'm setting myself <laughs> i'm putting on my vision board what, what what month is it? it's nearly november are you manifesting can i get this done before the end of the year oh, we'll see how ask. we go that's I, a big I think ask. you have to do a lot of stalking from, yeah i'm <laughs> from just a Christmas. lot of cold 
uh, kind of cold email sending out, hey, <laughs> hey guys, you definitely Biggest don't know fan. me. Yeah, you definitely don't even know me. I love your work. Um, come on the podcast. Yeah, that um, I'm going to manifest destiny here. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to go home, going to write my little book like The Secret told me to, and I'm going to bring <laughs> this into fruition. Of course you've read The Secret. <laughs> They're Just not enough. coming in now. <laughs> I've got a surprise. Okay, let's let's leave it there. The photos will be up this week, so have a look through, enjoy them as much as we do. Let's jump over to some home hacks. Michaela, you mentioned it earlier in your inspiration, yes. Graham. Hit us with it. All right. So, mine did kind of come off the back of my inspiration, Graham, this week, but it is not necessarily kitchen focused. We can put these in a lot of areas, but push back doors. So, these are traditional looking hinge doors that then push back into a cavity space. So, you ask, where would I ever want that or why would I need that? Well. Where where would I want that? Why would I need that? <laughs> Thank you for asking. I'm going to so, role play this. So, in our kitchens in particular, I actually have two sets of push back doors in my own kitchen because... Just like my inspiration gram, I have an island, a rear bench top or a rear cabinetry area. And then off to the side, I have kind of my bank of all my tools. It's kind of just like my inspiration gram. It's in a thoroughfare space. It's in a corridor. So the ideal situation is to have destination space in your kitchen. However, because of my floor plan, again, this is a renovation. Couldn't really make that happen. Don't have a butler's pantry. So my kind of, I guess, happy medium or compromise was these pushback doors. So what that allows me to do is open up my appliance cupboard, a pantry, an additional bench space, push those doors back, use that area, use that space, make my coffee, make my tea, and then close the doors back up at the end of the day and it's all concealed. So I have additional bench space in there. Again, you can use this as like a flexible bar space. You could have it as a built-in wine cellar storage. You could incorporate this in a hallway for a pushback study nook. I was just about to mention that. How yeah. nice would that be? Yep. So it can look like panel work. You can even do it without handles. You can do push to open, push back sliding doors. And then it looks like all panel work. You could do it underneath stairwell. So then it's these push back doors. Use it as storage. You can use it as like a walk-in linen. You can use it as a study. To, I, and I'm so sorry if you just mentioned this and I completely zoned out. Could you potentially even do it in a laundry to hide your washer and dryer? You could. So look at our Airbnbs or look back on our inspiration grams that Lachlan took us with the like compact living apartments. If you have a kitchen and you're tight on space, there's no room for a laundry. But, you know, we don't want the old British or the UK kind of like washing machine and dryer. <laughs> Hello, governor. <laughs> Hello, governor. You don't want that kind of stuck in your kitchen. Let's do pushback doors. We have it all open. We can do a butler's pantry, like a step-in butler's pantry. If you don't have the luxury of a full walk-in butler's pantry, you could do Ooh, step -in's a, a step-in pantry along with a step-in laundry if you want with pushback doors. We've done study nooks. We've done walk-in linen doors that, again, it's more like a step-in linen than it can't really house like an entire swing door or a hinge door. Um, anywhere where you feel that it's thoroughfare space, any type of storage or underutilized area that you can have these pushback doors, I highly recommend. I love it. I use it obviously myself every single day and it was my number one greatest achievement in my kitchen, I feel. Is it that the peak of your career? Apart from getting the certain people we've mentioned on Inspiration Grant <laughs> to follow us back. Um, 
It's right up there. It's honestly. right up there. It's it's right up there. Maybe utilizing IKEA as much as I have. Yep, yep. And pushback doors. Do you think there'll ever be a day where IKEA offer pushback doors? Well, I've actually used the old, you know, my trick where I use my simple white IKEA door. Mm-hmm. You can utilize the head itch pushback hinges and runners on any door you want. You're welcome. Stop yeah. it. I know. I'm getting I'm getting blank looks, guys. Yeah. Well, it's your oyster. You can do any door that you want. All it is is the actual fitting and fixture is just runners and door hinges that specifically yeah. obviously offer the hinge mechanism along with a pushback. I remember a couple of weeks ago I mentioned that if I walk into a, an open home and I see track lighting, I kind of like go weak at the knees and I'm <laughs> like, oh, this is the one. I think if you're renovating to sell or you're renovating to flip or you're renovating as an investment or something or to try and increase the value of your home. Mm-hmm. This is such an easy way to create a point of difference to other, to use one of my favorite HGTV terms, <laughs> other comps in the area. Yeah. That, that is such a way, I think, honestly, top things I would say would probably be this. Mm-hmm. That's an easy way to make a point of difference. Underbench, washer, dryer, skylights. Skylights are actually pretty easy, make a huge difference. Like if you can get your outdoor entertaining kind of like on point Nailed. rather than just being like grass, that's I, huge. Yeah, I feel like, and again, we'll definitely be going through this in our kitchen episodes, but functionality and storage. Mm. I keep coming back to storage these days. It sells houses. People, yes, they keep going on and on about like, let's downsize. Everyone's downsizing. We're going from these huge houses in these huge blocks. We can't afford that anymore. So people are being a bit more savvy with what they buy. It's not going to cut it just these big empty rooms. We need storage. Yes. In saying that, clever storage. Yeah, considered storage, not just. Yeah, not just. Not just a a bunch of Billy bookcases (laughs) drilled together. Exactly. So I feel like this is right up there with well positioned GPOs, easy to use fittings and fixtures in the sense that, like, let's include pull out hampers in our laundry or our en suites. Let's think about where, where are these dirty clothes going? Like, it's a very small thing, but livability and storage go hand in hand. So we need to know where's our pull-out bins and don't just put one little bin under the sink. Like we need a whole drawer to utilize in our kitchens and then put two in. If you've got a butler's pantry, I always put in a secondary bin. You will use it 100%. Yeah. And then same thing, pull-out hampers, pull-out bins, pushback doors, GPO locations, a study nook or an office or a designated space. These days, I think every house just needs an area where you can even just pull up a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think for me, we have, I I have really digressed here, (laughs) but my house hack, pushback doors. Love it. I'll keep mine short and sweet. Oh, thanks. Um, Because I mean, not that you guys are going to be upset about it, but we have potentially overindulged in our inspiration grams this week. (laughs) Um, we're 37 minutes in my house hack and you know, why not? I'll keep the train going when I'm doing my hard hitting research. I'm just putting in the hours. I'm calling up leads. I'm getting sources. I'm watching episodes of the Kardashians and I saw something that is, if you're in the planning stage, honestly, not that hard to add, but much like some of these things we're talking about, much like our pushback doors or our skylights, a little bit of planning, a little bit of cost put you in a, it just a completely different class, I guess, to some of the other. So what I'll, I'll, I'll take away the mystery. Up. Yeah, we're leveling up the house. So what I'm talking about is above your cooktop, whether you have a, a freestanding oven or a kind of- Induction a cook gas. Plate. Yep. 
I want you to consider in your splashback, and this doesn't work if you've got a window as a splashback, I'll raise that. But if you've got a solid splashback, be that stone or tiles or whatever, think about adding a pot filler above that. So instead of having to fill up your pots in your sink and then kind of bottle across your little island walkway with five litres worth of water because you're cooking an absolute month's worth of pasta. Or turning on the kettle and filling it up. That's a good point. This comes out boiling. Oh, does it? Okay, everyone. Mikhail's house hack for next week is going to be mine, but boiling water. (laughs) Does it really come out boiling? I thought it came out cold. No. I thought it was just the tap, like fridge point. (laughs) What I want you to do is I want you to- (laughs) Well, like not boiling, like it's not a zip tap, but it comes out like hot. Oh, okay. Yep. So that's the Like a normal sink. Yeah. It fills up the pot, but then it also- like It's hot water. It's It's already like- So it's halfway there. (laughs) I'm going to keep this in. This is good chat. Um, Because here's the thing. It's not often you learn about your own home hack when you're doing it. So that's a really (laughs) cool feature of this episode. So put it in. Fill up your pots at the actual source of your cooking. Oh, you'll thank me later. You'll thank me later. <laughs> and guess what? Your house will photograph really nicely. So enjoy that. Enough, enough, enough of this. All this information that we're giving you, we're, we're wasting too much time. We've got to get straight into the heart of this episode. We're going to refer to this as our kitchen overview. So buckle up. Let's get into it. Michaela, right. you are the queen of kitchens in this room. In this room. In this room, I'll qualify it. Whoa. You were the queen of kitchen in this room. So, when we're looking at kitchen design, I'm going to run you through the same kind of setup that we have for all our other rooms. So, what layout options do we have? Yeah. And what design rules do we need to consider and work through at an early stage? Okay. What configurations do we have? So, I kind of touched on, again, in our inspiration gram, in your inspiration gram this week, we had an island, a rear bench top, and tall cabinetry to either the left or the right-hand side of the kitchen. So, your inspiration gram kind of took that, but then integrated a walk-in pantry or a butler's pantry. So did mine. However... My kitchen at home, for instance, is the exact same layout, but we I don't have a butler's pantry. So it's just a galley kitchen, what we refer to as a galley with an island and then tools to the right or the left-hand side. Then we have our straight galley, which is just an island and rear cabinetry. We have our L's. We have our straights. We have our U's. We have our segmented or one of my personal favorites. This is... Again, in my eyes, unattainable or unachievable. But my favorite is the double island. So we have rear cabinetry and then typically an L-shaped cabinetry. But this is, we're talking like huge kitchen here. So think of a giant L and then two islands in the middle of this space. Yeah, it's... It's the bee's knees. You have like a dry bar or like a dry island, which that's for your entertaining. So all your bar stools. And then you've got a kitchen sink on the other island and you kind of stand in the middle and then you can use both. So obviously the dry bar, it would be great for like baking, prepping, massive expanse of stone, bench space. And then on the other one, it's kind of like you wash up or your vegetable prep or you've got obviously running water there. Mm -hmm. And then on the rear or the L section of the cabinetry, that's where you have all your tools, your oven, your microwave, stack, your appliance stack, your fridge, be that built-in, integrated, freestanding, or you've got your massive cooktop area. So that is the 
dream and I already know my inspiration gram for next week and I am going to showcase one of my favorite jewel island kitchen designs so stay tuned it's not Kim Kardashian's is it it isn't it is American though oh there we go that's as much so, of a hint as you're gonna get yeah oh that really narrows it down <laughs> no. double island in America oh. oh I've never seen such a thing couldn't be anything from um well Chip and Joanna oh no, it's not. It's Magnolia <laughs> Studio. Magnolia Farms? What's Ma- Magnolia, Magnolia Homes. Homes. <laughs> Close. No, I find it will actually be the first non-Australian inspiration gram. It will too. Yeah. I just thought I'd put that out there. So that's typically our main kind of configurations. I do, like you can have you know, the oddball configuration in the sense the that like- The oddball, the wild card. The wild card in the sense that like it's just- utilizing as many blank walls as you yeah, can and yeah. it's kind of bits and bobs everywhere. I don't <laughs> the border. <laughs> the border. Yeah. It's yeah, where just- it frames a room. Yeah, a lot of a lot of that kind of configuration will be in like thoroughfare kitchens, which to me walk through kitchens. It's a no-no. So for me, kitchens are always always destination. They should yeah. never be thoroughfare spaces. So like a kitchen should never be in the middle of a house and then you've kind of got rooms 360 all the way around. Like that should never be. It should always be up against yeah. an exterior wall. You want it at the the end. You don't want to yeah. say you've got a kitchen living dining arrangement or you've got an open plan. You want it you want to bookend that yeah. space at least with the the kitchen, you're a little more flexible with the living and dining, but generally you throw the dining in the middle because it doesn't have anything structural to kind of tie itself to. Dining's typically always the thoroughfare space. Yep. Unless you're like me and I like destination for all spaces. I mean, (laughs) even Michaela's thoroughfare space is a destination. Yeah, literally. (laughs) So that's kind of our our main configurations, I would say. Don't worry. I'm sure someone will come up with like, what about the TSL layout and I'll be like, yeah, sure, okay. The TSL, <laughs> the TSL method, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, there's is, is this like, is this like uh, Chloe and Mark when I didn't know what that was? What's the, the- Camilla and Mark? <laughs> I was like, who is Chloe and Mark? Uh, wow, you know this is staying in. Like, yeah, you can't edit this yeah. out. I need the people to hear this. This is what I, this is I'll what cut we work out. with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's our configurations. Everybody. This is starting to, as we expected, <laughs> we I guess- We knew this was going to happen. It's starting to creep a little bit. So, what we're going to do is we're going to break this up and much like when we were talking about our building blocks, we're going to create a two-parter here just to make sure that we're not overloading you with information or creating something that you're not going to be able to easily reference when you need to go and listen back to a certain part. So, we're going to pause it here. We're going to continue on with our kind of design rules for our kitchens next week and- We'll pick it up from there. Well, everybody, that brings us to the end of another episode. If you've got any questions about what we discussed, reach out to us on either our Instagram at grabthetrace or via our emails at grabthetrace at gmail.com. We're also now on Facebook, TikTok and YouTube, so come and join us there as well. If we can ask that you subscribe, follow and share the podcast and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, that would be an enormous help to us in growing the show. Our opening and closing music was created by Robert Helberg. Michaela, thank you very much for your time this week. Thanks, Lachlan. Really appreciate it. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. 
We'll see you all next time. See you next time.